I'd like to read an article from the August issue of the Christian Womanhood magazine, A New Global Outbreak by Molly Otis. Nothing reveals what you're made of more than a couple months of being quarantined, 60 days of staying home with three teen boys bring out the best and the worst in a person. There's nothing like being with people constantly for a long time to reveal all that is in the heart as it all soon flies out of the mouth. Controlling the tongue can be hard. Can you relate? How did you do at home this spring with your family? We had many good days with happy memories made. We also had a few days I'd like to forget when I forgot to hold my tongue. The Bible has a lot to say about the tongue. Proverbs 17, 27, and 28 tells us, He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. These verses are opposite to my natural inclination. I think that the more I know, the more I should tell. People are just lined up, waiting with bated breath to be amazed by my wealth of knowledge. Not really. But Scripture says that when a person has knowledge, he speaks less. In addition, a person who knows nothing can be thought wise when he keeps his mouth shut. I identify with Mrs. Marlene Evans, who used to say about herself, I have an opinion about everything and a mouth ready to shoot it off at a moment's notice. That's me, you too. If and when I do hold my tongue, it's with the Lord's help. Here are a few things I remind myself often. Number one, the Holy Spirit is the one who can keep my lips in lockdown. Every day, early in the day, and throughout the day, I must ask for his help. I believe praying uses, using God's own words is powerful. I ask, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Psalms 141.3. Sooner is better each day before I talk to anyone. Ladies, there is a big difference in me on the days when I get the Lord's help early on. It may be good to write this verse on a 3 by 5 card and post it on the bathroom mirror so you can see it first thing in the morning. Number two, I was not put on earth to correct everything I feel is not right. Are you like me? If someone says something I feel is not correct, my first impulse is to give the right information. Last night at dinner, someone mentioned that Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, is Mexican Independence Day. Well, that is not true. I could have just blurted out, no, it's not. Too many times I have done exactly that. But those are very poor communication skills. If it is important to correct a person, and most of the time it really is not necessary, it seems less condescending to ask a question, is Mexican Independence Day May 5, or is it sometime in September? Either way, I'm glad you remember that Cinco de Mayo is tomorrow, so we can celebrate with tacos. I knew that September 16th is Mexican Independence Day, but I choose to ask a question, give fewer details than I knew, and compliment the other person for his or her knowledge. This type of conversation is much less confrontational. It's more important to me that my family enjoys talking with me than that I make them feel that I have superior knowledge. Plus, often I think I'm right when truly I'm not. It is always good to keep this in mind before I correct others. No one person has a corner on all that is right and correct in this world. Only God is always right, and I am not him. Number three, there is no benefit in complaining, but praise and gratitude are great motivators. My former pastor's wife reminded me that complaining is the lazy way of trying to change something or someone. We all know that whining and griping has never once in the history of the world changed a person for the better. It usually is the fastest route to losing influence with that person. On the other hand, praise and gratitude are powerful tools to helping another become the very best version of themselves over time. In each and every conversation we have, we get to choose which tools we use. Negative words are like using a shoe to hammer a nail on the wall. Admit it, ladies. Have you ever been too lazy or impatient to go search for a hammer so you use the closest thing available to get a nail on the wall? 
It may work, though not well. Then there are scuffs on the wall. It is totally unprofessional. A true craftsman always uses the proper tools. It may feel better and easier to whip out the complaining words to affect change, but at what cost? After a pattern of neg- negativity, you lose all influence with those around you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18:21. I have been amazed over the past several months at what God can do. If he decides that the world will shut down, everyone will stay home, and the world's economy will take a dive. He can do it in just a day, a week, a month. None of us have ever personally seen how thoroughly different our God could make our world and how quickly he could change it than the way we have witnessed through the pandemic. The Lord is all-powerful. If we trust the Lord to have the power over our tongue to put our lips on lockdown, He can change us into completely different and much better human beings. He can make us women with eternal influence. I want to put my mouth in quarantine, not just for a couple of months, but every day for the rest of my life. Pray with me, dear friends, that God will create a global outbreak of women with controlled tongues, starting with us. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. <laughs>